This has been a special month of giving thanks. We began by giving thanks for that great cloud of witnesses, those who've gone before us and have shown the way and the path of faith and of life. And then last week, as these flags surround us, we were reminded to give thanks for the nations and the peoples of the world and the incredible opportunity, privilege, and yes, even responsibility that we have to go and to share the good news of salvation with all the world. And today, on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, before our nation pauses to give thanks, we take time to give thanks for our nation. And to give thanks for those who serve our country in so many different ways. They serve through military service. They serve through... uh, through being teachers and educators, they serve through being government officials. They serve as doctors and nurses. They serve in the legal professions. They are public servants all around us. First responders, law enforcement, fire officials. And we give thanks for those who choose to serve our nation and our community so faithfully and so well. We are blessed in our church to have four men that were World War II veterans. And I, just as we were thinking, preparing for this month, I thought, you know, we need to, we need to offer a special thanksgiving in recognition of their service. I, I got on the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs website. They tell us that 16 million Americans served in the military during World War II, that today... There are only 558,000 of those veterans that are living and that they are dying at the rate of 362 per day or 10,000 World War II veterans per month. Church, we need to make sure that we hear their stories. Their stories of faith and of life. Their stories of how God sustained them even in the midst of their service to their country. And if you'll notice on the inside of your bulletin, we have a picture of our four young men that served our nation during World War II. Now, some of their stories, they were drafted. They were young men. They were drafted. Some of them never made it to either the European or Pacific Theater, but were involved and called and in the process of serving Others served, others made a career out of military service, and this morning we have the privilege to hear from them and to hear parts of their story through the the wonder of video, and uh, myself and Mike Ghetto had the opportunity privilege to spend a few moments with three of these men to allow them to share how God sustained them through some of the, 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 the battles, literal battles. That they went through. So let's let's watch this video, and then we'll come back, and we'll have a time of prayer for all of our public servants. I arrived in in Vietnam in the early early sixties, somewhere in the sixties, and uh, I was first sergeant of the unit. One of the jobs of our aircraft every night, we would fly to midnight and drop flares. And this particular night, uh, things it was heating up. I looked out over all those helicopters and one of them was a ball of fire. I knew that everyone in that, that ship been killed. Well, when we got back in around midnight, 
that night. Well, Major Norgan, he had a refrigerator in his in his quarters. He said, well, Top, come on, let's have a Coke. I said, no. I said, I, I, I'm just tired. And I had it on my mind about those the poor families the, back home, uh, their loved ones that got killed. And uh, so I went over and my, went in my room and I sat down on my bunk. I was very slow, taking my boots off, getting ready to retire. And stuff hit. There it was. His quarters were shambles. And it was smoldering. I was trying to find his bed. And uh, all of a sudden, something tapped me on the shoulder. I looked up, and there that tall, good-looking man stood there, and it was Major Norgan. And emotions got to me. And what he had done, he needed to go, go to the bathroom when this happened. That didn't just happen. The Lord saved my life and his by me not going over and having that Coke with me. But First Baptist was praying for me every Wednesday night. It was the prayers of this church that saved my life. I'm convinced of that. Several times, my Lord has saved my life on my first mission. I had 6,000-pound RDX bombs. And when they drop out, you get a lurch. Well, we had a lurch, but we didn't turn because as soon as it lurches, the autopilot will turn the plane so that we won't stay in the same track too long. But we lurched again and turned after about five seconds. I had a co-pilot that had been on several missions pointed to the wing. So he took over and I got up and looked out and you could crawl in that hole where an 88 had gone through my wing and it didn't go off. Wow. Only one person could stop that. And I sure did think. <laughs> so you can't tell me the good Lord don't go with you and save you when he needed. I'm sitting on my bunk and the day officer came in and said, McCord, there's a Jeep out in front and the officer of the day wants to talk to you. He told me that I was not only discharged, but I was discharged as of that moment. And I got back to Oklahoma and then I hitchhiked home to Pawhuska. So I thought, well, School had already started everywhere. I mean, that was, by that time, it was the middle of November of 1946. The next thing I knew, that sea bag was in the back of my parents, 41 Plymouth, and they had already called a man by the name of Jerome Zickrick at Oklahoma Baptist University. He said, well, 
we've got everybody enrolled, but if you can get him down here, we'll enroll him. They got me there. I was there th that next day. And they enrolled me at OBU. And I thought, how lucky can you get? God had to work that out. Because I could have goofed up all along the way. But it didn't work out. He had a plan, and it was for me. And all I had to do was step into it. While I was there, I met Rosemary Redford. And her father was the head of the Home Mission Board in Atlanta, Georgia. And she had people all over that campus dating her and wanting to be Courts Redford's son-in-law. She was a beautiful girl, which ended up in May the 31st of 1947. We married, and this year we were married 70 years. Now, do you think that God didn't have a plan and already knew every day, and all I had to do was just to be willing to be there. I don't, I don't think John was able to make it today, but I've seen the other three guys. So guys, why don't y'all stand and let us see you, where you are, Al's in the back. I saw Bob or Al, can you stand? Yeah. Powerful stories of life, of faith. And thank you, Al, even of love. So uh, we are blessed to hear those stories. And what a beautiful and powerful picture of how important it is to tell our stories and to share how God has moved and worked in our lives. But as I said, as we want to give thanks to these guys for their service, we want to thank all of our public servants. So let's pause. Let's have a time of prayer. And let's thank each of you as you serve our community, our nation, this country in so many of these different ways we've already noted. Let's pray. Father, we give thanks today for this nation. And we give thanks for those that you have called out from within this country to, to offer public service. And yes, that service comes in many different forms. It can come through serving through military or, or law enforcement or as a first responder. It can come as an educator or as a government official. It, it can come as a medical professional or law professional as they serve, as they work to bring health and justice, seek to keep the peace, seek to serve those that are less fortunate and in need. And Lord, I know at times it's, it can be discouraging to be a, a public servant. And so, Lord, we want to lift them to you. We want to pray for your encouragement to them. We want to pray that you would sustain them, that you would protect them as they serve. 
And as they experience your presence in their lives, as they become a conduit through which you minister and bring hope and life and even faith. Thank you for these men, these veterans today who have shared part of their story. Their story that no matter how bleak, how intense the battle, that you were there, you were present, you were faithful. And may that encourage and inspire our walk and our lives even today. Come Lord Jesus, continue to rain down upon us and lead us as we worship you. For it's in the name of Christ we pray. Amen.